is Free Talk Live. You're welcome to join us. That's 603-283-6160. That's the call in line if you want to do that. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And man, I love hypocrisy. I've got a story from someone at MSNBC who is just extremely upset about third world countries not getting COVID-19 vaccines because Western countries like the United States are instead providing people with booster shots. And I'm not going to give away the spoiler now, but that article is definitely worth getting into. Hmm. But I don't want to start out with it. I want to start out with how many freaking pop-ups there are anywhere you go on the internet. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. What browser are you using? This is Chrome. Huh. I want to start with Coinbase. I, well, you know what? I've been using Dissenter, which is based on the Brave browser. Mm-hmm. Been using it for at least three or four years now. Isn't that the Gab thing? Uh, you, it's the one that you can report on all our uh, every every. You can web, comment on you can any comment website, on any right? website. I, I never think Gab's I've, behind that. I've never done any of that. But as far as pop ups are concerned, I mean, I ha- I think I have a an ad blocker. Uh, well, but, see, the but, first thing I got when I clicked on one of these news sites was a pop-up saying, hey, you have an ad blocker. You should turn that off yeah, so that we annoying. can monetize you. I do. I get those occasionally, but as far as like ads just in general, especially on videos, any any video software out there, any video web, ad website. Ad blockers knock those out pretty effectively. It, yeah. It's amazing that they're able to do that as well. Yeah. I, in I, fact, I love when, that about In them. fact, when people mention to me, like my dad or others who can't reset the clock on the stove. Right. Um. They're talking about ads they saw on YouTube. I'm like, dude, got no idea. I don't. <laughs> I didn't even realize YouTube had ads. It's been so long <laughs> since I've seen one. I can relate. Uh, for about two years, I was just so used to using AdBlock on my PC to watch YouTube that when I watched a video on my phone, there was an ad, and I was oh, like, yeah. what, "What? What is, is this?" this? <laughs> Bra- uh, Brave browser. There you go again. Well, Conan, you're presuming I have the right to go online and download <laughs> a web browser. You can't I, go yeah. to the store. You can't. She is highly restricted for some Holy reason. Holy crap. All right. Sorry. So sorry. You can do drugs. You, you got to stick <laughs> with Chrome. Coinbase has been slammed for what users say is terrible customer service. Shocking. I'm shocked. Let me tell you. After hackers drained their accounts. Now, these. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did this happen? Right. That's what I thought. I thought this was breaking, right? Mm. Because I haven't heard of any Coinbase, Coinbase hack. hack. I have a couple of m- monies on Coinbase. Get it out of there, dude. What are you doing? A couple. It's just a sure. couple little trinkles. But okay. it's a good warning. But this happened, apparently, it it happens regularly. Coinbase itself has not been hacked, but users of Coinbase, it turns oh, out, have Social been. engineering, most likely. Sort of. I mean, their computers get affected with malware, yeah, that sort okay. of thing. Or uh, the SIM swap is very popular. That's where th- they this hacker just calls up your mobile phone provider and says, hey... I lost my SIM card. Can you send me a new one? Oh, and I also moved. So can you send it to the other side of the country? And the carrier just goes, sure. Sure. Mm. And just like that, they receive all of your text messages. Or they might say, what's your birthday? Or, you know, ask some basic question that anybody who can socially engineer the victim would be able to get. Yeah, it's they're very common. CNBC interviewed Coinbase users across the country and found thousands of customer complaints against the company. You know, we talked about this a few nights ago. Coinbase is an okay way of acquiring cryptocurrency. For the brand new user, it's 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 easy. But you got to get it off of there as soon as you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Tanya Vidovich, it was a moment of panic. She had received a series of alerts about someone changing access to her cryptocurrency account. 
And she realized as she stared at her computer screen that nearly all of her $168,000 in holdings was gone, vanished before her eyes. Yeah. She was stunned. She left $168,000 of cryptocurrency sitting in her Coinbase account instead of cold storage or even a mobile phone wallet. Any of those would have been better. Mm. Nearly four months have passed and it has yet to sink in, she said. Tanya and Jared jumped into cryptocurrency investing in 2017 and watched their funds nearly quadruple over four years. They used Coinbase, the country's largest cryptocurrency exchange, for their plunge into virtual currency. On exchanges such as Coinbase, users can deposit dollars and trade them for cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum, which the couple purchased. As long as your bank will let you send the money to the, the exchange in the first place. Yes, uh, sometimes going through those hoops is uh, a, a real pain in the butt, sending them ID, and uh, sometimes they don't even like that because it's too blurry, and they want to see the back of your ID. And Well, that's a, once you get the account open and authenticated with your ID and all of that, sure, I mean, that that's its own separate issue, mm-hmm. but... Ian, you have a story about HSBC, which is a British bank, not allowing users to send money to Binance. Yeah, and they're the latest bank. So it's actually been a series of uh, banks over in the UK that have just said no to their customers. Oh, you want to send wire? You want to wire money to a Bitcoin exchange, the world's largest Bitcoin exchange, Binance? No, we're not going to let you do that. They say they tell their customers, "quote We've made this decision due to concerns about the possible risks to you, so we're doing it to help you." They're not doing it to help you. <sighs> Sadly, but we're going to get into that story later. So Tanya says she looked into Coinbase and it seemed like it was the one that everybody used and trusted. Well, everyone may use it, but I sure hope no one trusts Coinbase. She she is not a knowledgeable user. And you you learn that immediately when she says, I signed on to the crypto and I said, it's gone. Oh, God. (laughs) I signed on to the crypto. crypto. Yeah. Oh, man. They, and, and of course, Coinbase isn't going to tell you to not use them as their custody, you know, or right. as your custodian. Uh, they're not going to give you the basics of cryptocurrency and explain to you the benefits of cryptocurrency and how it can be, you know, basically you can be your own bank, that you don't need Coinbase if you have the wherewithal to remember a username and a password. That's all you need for, for instance, Edge Wallet. Yeah, and once you have that, unless it requires you to check for your password, which it does every so often, it doesn't require it, but it advises you to. Other than that, you just need a pin. Edge, by the way, Edge Wallet, you need to get on the desktop. On the, you know, they really do need a desktop version because that's the only reason I'm not using you. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. That's their one weakness. Um, But here's the thing: Edge Wallet is open source, so if you knew, if I knew how to do it, you could do it. Let's not go there. I'm doing so many things right now. I got. I, I don't know, think the I'm Edge Wallet being open eyeballs. source would be very helpful given the different platforms, would it? Well, you can still take the source and, okay, and you know convert it to whatever C++ or whatever it is you need to put it on computers. So after Tanya signed on to the crypto, she tried to contact Coinbase, but they couldn't get anyone on the phone. Oh, God. You can't call these people, by the way. That's another way you're going to get That's like scammed. trying to call Facebook. Yeah, but, but if you call Facebook, you're probably not going to get scammed out of your money. I remember when uh, Will Coley, who was a co-host here on Free Talk Live for a little while, he had his own show, uh, great guy, but he was getting into cryptocurrency, and Will's not a stupid man, but sure, right? 
he had an issue on Kraken, which is another major exchange here in the United States, and he was wanting to contact their customer service, so he goes on to Google and searches Kraken customer service, found a phone number, calls it up, and some guy on the other end, hello, this is Kraken, how can we, you know, how can we help you? And uh, you know, he gave him keys or whatever, and before he knew it, he'd lost hundreds, luckily it was only hundreds of dollars worth, I think, of, uh, of cryptocurrency in that oh, particular... Oh, he called a... a- he uh, called a scam a artist. scammer. Yeah, because oh, a lot man, of these—that's unfortunate. A lot of these crypto exchanges will tell you, "Hey, if somebody gives you a phone number, it ain't us." Yeah, because they don't, we don't want have you to that. contact them. Yeah, we don't have phone numbers basically. So if you're on the phone with somebody claiming to be from Coinbase or Kraken, it's not them. Yeah, they Unless, use email almost yeah. exclusively, from yeah. what I can tell. So making this issue worse, cryptocurrency transactions cannot be reversed. What seems to be happening here is that users are getting their their devices hacked. Uh, through one mechanism or another, and the hackers are discovering, oh, there's a Coinbase account here, Mm. logging into the Coinbase account and draining the cryptocurrency. And of course, that is irreversible. uh, Go go back to the SIM card uh, replacement. How does that work? You you just call up your phone company? Is this? Yeah, pretty much. You have to know the person's phone number and who they are. So if I have your phone number and, and your, your and name... you're saying if I have all of my apps and stuff stored in the cloud, they, they can send all of that information know, to if me? If I know you, you, your number, your name, and I know what company your phone is, I can call up and say, I'm Conan so-and-so, and I want to you know I want to update my SIM card or whatever, or send me a new SIM card. And then... And but, apparently, I mean, there's been some crackdown on them recently, but they would do it. But yeah. in general, keep your crypto off of Coinbase. There's more coming up. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live, and we're here talking about Tanya, and you don't want to be like Tanya, not knowing anything about cryptocurrency, and somehow gathering up, like, I think it was $168,000 worth of cryptocurrency. Now, who produced this this article? Uh, this is MSNBC. I'm just wondering if there's... I wa- I'm wondering if this is a hit piece. I'm wondering if... The well, t- if it is, it's against Coinbase, but don't... No, no, do crypto in general. Coinbase just happens mm. to be the name that everyone everyone knows Coinbase and everyone knows Bitcoin. Well, all of this can be avoided by learning about this world-changing technology instead of just trying to jump onto the fad train. Actually learn about it so you don't end up like Tanya. You can, you can do that at Bitcoin.com. Just click Getting Started at the top of the page and you can learn all the basics about cryptocurrency in just a few minutes. Because otherwise, you run the risk of losing $168,000 because you didn't even know that you shouldn't leave your cryptocurrency sitting on Coinbase. Yeah, that's rule number one. Um, And we were talking about these SIM card hacks a moment ago. And you... We were talking further during the break. We're like, well, we got to clarify this for people because it's probably not that they're ordering a SIM card, the hacker or whatever. They're, if you can even use the term hacker, this is just a social engineer. Uh, the well, person, most hacking which is, is just... Yeah, exactly. That's what hacking is. They just guess your, your password right. and they go to okay. town. Everyone thinks it's some dude in a room and he's got matrix lines all over the place. With the code. code, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all... Uh, no. So they're probably not calling and asking for the to ship a SIM card because there's restrictions on that sometimes. But it might just simply be they've already got a, a blank phone or whatever. They got some throwaway phone or whatever. They call sure. up. They pretend to be you. And the thing is, these phone companies, I called once and I was like shocked. Like, 
you're not going to ask me any other verification questions. I was, it was so easy to get, get, there was almost none. There was almost no verification on, I forget which company it was at the time. I'm like, really? You're just going to accept what I said. You, you didn't even ask me, you know, and, my and, mother's maiden name, you know, one of the basics, right? Like there's nothing. And was the and, tech you were talking to, was their, their first language, not probably no, not English? It was English. It was absolutely really? English. And you know, they're just following their script, what right. they're supposed to do. So the person calls in, pretends, pretends to be you. They have your phone number. They know which customer service, you know, com- which company to call. And then they say, I have a new phone. I'd like to activate it on my account. And they read off the IMED or whatever it's called, IMEI or something like that. ID. The, uh, and they read off whatever the numbers the, the rep needs them to read. And then, doop, doop, doop. okay, thank you, sir. Have a nice day. We've updated your phone. And now they have your phone number. And then they try to log into Coinbase. And Coinbase, if you haven't set up the proper two-factor, which would be using an authenticator app. Like Google Authenticator or LastPass Authenticator, something that can't you know, be manipulated so easily to uh, SMS, uh, that's text messaging. That's yeah. not tr- two-factor authentication, that not in the, any meaningful sense. It was their first attempt at it, and that's that's why the authenticator app started coming into popularity because of these SIM card uh, hacks. And then they got access to your account, which may have been what happened to this uh, hmm. to this woman here. Interviews with Coinbase customers around the country and a review of thousands of complaints reveal a pattern of account takeovers where users see money suddenly vanish from their account, followed by poor customer service from Coinbase that made those users feel left hanging and angry. See, these users, these thousands of complaints, they don't Mm -hmm. even know enough to know that Coinbase can't do anything about this. This is the user's fault, not Coinbase's. And they're upset. They're angry. I get it. They're not going to be happy if they do get a customer service rep on the line because that customer service rep is going to have to tell them, I'm sorry, sir, there's nothing we can do. That's exactly the case. Uh, Their account had risen to $168,596 on April the 28th when the hack occurred. According to account statements they shared with with MSNBC, the amount was... Essentially wiped out, leaving only $587 the next day. So Ben was also hit by this. He's a Virginia resident who asked that his last name be withheld. He saw thousands of dollars vanish. He logged into his coin app, into his Coinbase app on in March, verified his identity with two-factor authentication. But over a four-minute stretch, almost $35,000 in various coins disappeared from his account while he was actively logged in so what? yeah i i don't that's weird like this he logged in and in the next four minutes he saw all of his coins just vanishing in response to his frantic email coinbase told ben his computer had been hacked and there wasn't anything the company could do and that seems that's like really suspicious sounding i remember hearing a story recently as well about a guy who had his coinbase account frozen uh for whatever reason and then $20,000 worth of the value disappeared from it, and he couldn't get any answers from Coinbase about it. Ooh, that so, is like, sketchy. If Coinbase just wants to jack your money, what can you really do about that as well? They probably have something in their terms and conditions that allow them to do that to an extent. I don't know, never having read them. Yeah, who has? So this guy's really baffled, and it seems to me that Coinbase did absolutely zero research and just said, hey, yeah, sorry. Bro. sorry. Well, it sounds to me, Ben, like you did zero research. That's probably true. So Coinbase responded. If you're leaving your money on the exchange, you you should know what the risks are. And the risks are you'll lose it. 
Now, you'll either lose it through some sort of direct hack on your account, like they're talking about here, or the exchange itself and their cold wallet or whatever, their hot wallet, could get hacked. Or they might, decide, or they might decide to freeze you. Which or, also happens. Right. And you'll never get access to it again for whatever reason if you're a, if you're a bad, if you're a criminal uh, mastermind like this guy over here. <laughs> so Coinbase's regulatory response team noted that tra- transactions on the blockchain are irrevocable and said Coinbase's insurance policy does not cover theft from individual accounts. Mm-hmm. There is no credible or supportable evidence that the compromise of your login credentials was the fault of Coinbase. As a it's result, Coinbase is unable to re- reimburse you for your alleged losses. Mm. I guess from Coinbase's point of view, they really have no proof that it wasn't Ben himself who did it. That's true. Eventually, the company sent a $200 credit, which, you know, (laughs) you should still go ahead and use to buy Bitcoin and don't keep it on Coinbase because $200 worth of Bitcoin, still better than $0 worth of Bitcoin. And who knows what the value of Bitcoin will be 10 years from now. It's already up to 48 today. It's climbing. Experts say that SIM swapping, which we talked about earlier, where fraudsters seize control of a victim's phone number and SIM card through their phone company, is to blame for many of the cryptocurrency thefts. So yes, don't keep your money on Coinbase and use an authenticator app, not two-factor authentication, not not text messaging, I mean. (sighs) The the thing is, none of this is easy. And God, not email. None of this is easy. The two-factor authentication uh, systems are good as far as security is concerned. But again, anytime you're dealing with security, it's going to be inconvenient. The sure. more secure a thing is, the more difficult it is to get into and to, to deal with. If you have an authenticator app on your phone, but you didn't back up the authenticator code that they gave you when, likely gave you when you first created the authenticator link, then if you lose that phone, getting back into that account is going to become a major pain in the butt. It may be outright impossible in some cases. So, yeah, you you have to cover yourself. You have to be smart about it. But don't use email and don't use SMS. Use an actual authenticator app and find a way to actually maintain your code so that it's not just on one specific device. Because otherwise, you could lose everything. Professional hackers can steal all of your money in less than 30 minutes, said David Silver, who is an attorney who focuses on cryptocurrency. And, you know, this is one of the things that banks are going to use to prohibit customers from sending out cryptocurrency. They'll say, hey, look, man, all of these people, are they lost their money. We're trying to protect you. That's coming up. You can join us, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew, Ben, are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160. If you want to do that, that's 603-283-6160. And this is an issue most people are never really going to deal with. The average person just doesn't have, doesn't see the issue that we talk about with banks. They're not running into banks trying to send wire transfers or do anything with cryptocurrency or 
trying to sell pornography on OnlyFans. But I am completely sick of banks trying to control what people can and can't do with their money. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have a story here about the OnlyFans CEO who is blaming, rightfully blaming banks for forcing the porn ban on their website. But before we get into that, I want to stay on cryptocurrency because you have a story about a bank in Britain that is refusing to allow their customers to send money to a cryptocurrency exchange. Yeah, and it's just the latest one. By the way, this is coming from news.bitcoin.com from a little earlier this month. HSBC, which they've got branches in the United States as well, uh, they are the latest British bank to announce that they have suspended payments to cryptocurrency exchange Binance. And Binance, for those that don't know, is the world's largest by volume uh, cryptocurrency exchange at this time. And And they're pretty sleek. I mean, they have mechanisms of using debit cards at Binance, or at least Binance.us. I don't know about their worldwide site, but they're well-known, they're popular, they are, as you said, the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. And it's actually debit and credit cards they are blocking, specifically on this. uh, I I imagine they're going to block you from a wire transfer, too, but the article is about... uh, What about ACH? Because Binance even does that, if I recall correctly. Uh, Well, ACH doesn't exist in Europe. It's Uh, called something else, SEPA or something like that, S-E-P-A. And so a consumer warning by the country's financial regulator was what the bank cited, the Financial Conduct Authority. The bank told its customers, we've made this decision due to concerns about the possible risks to you. We're suspending payments to Binance, they say. The only warning the regulatory commission should be giving is, hey, do your research, know about this thing before you purchase it. We wanted to let you know in a notice that they sent to their customers, we're stopping payments from our credit cards to Binance wherever possible. And then, again, talking about the possible risks, we take our duty as... Credit cards? Because Bank of America did this as well, but they only banned uh, their credit cards from being used by cryptocurrency on Coinbase. Not debit cards? Not debit cards. We take our duty as a responsible lender seriously, and we want to do everything we can to protect you. We'll monitor the continue to monitor the situation and let you know if anything changes. The bank cited the notice by the FCA, which issued a warning to consumers on the regulatory status of Binance in the UK. So, you know, apparently Binance hasn't jumped through all the whatever stupid hoops. Uh, the government has put up, uh, besides the FCA, a number of other regulators have issued similar warnings about Binance, including Malaysia, Japan, Cayman Islands, Hong Kong, Thailand, Germany, and Lithuania. And other British banks that have stopped payments to Binance include Barclays, Santander, and NatWest. So there's there's several uh, companies here that are you know banking companies that are just saying no. In April, they uh, they changed their crypto policy at HSBC to bar clients from buying stocks from companies that even hold Bitcoin, such wow. as MicroStrategy, which now holds more than 100,000 Bitcoin. MicroStrategy, that's... Who is that? There's some lunatic named Michael Saylor okay. who's behind that particular company, and he's a Bitcoin maximalist uh, who is not a good person for the cryptocurrency industry. He gets on national television interviews, and while he... He pimps and pumps Bitcoin. At the same time, he is he's the worst kind of maximalist because he believes that people should still use dollars. That people should Oh, he's this is an investment type of maximalist? Yeah. Yeah. He believes totally that Bitcoin's all about saving and that uh that the people that are, you know, into Bitcoin should always use debit cards and, you know, PayPal's and dollars and whatever format because that's better than bitcoin for spending he says 
He's well, right about that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yes. right. <laughs> but you shouldn't use dollars if you care about freedom. You should be using other things like Bitcoin Cash or Dash yep. or other cryptocurrencies, Monero, for instance. Well, he can't consider the possibility of those because he's a Bitcoin maximalist. Correct. So that's unfortunate. Well, obviously, he's well. if he still supports the dollar, then what is he really? Why can't you use smaller cryptos like Monero? A Bitcoin maximalist is someone who believes that Bitcoin is the only val- viable cryptocurrency. Correct, but then you have this other thing called the F- the dollar that P- that he but says. But it's not ba- a cryptocurrency. Yeah, but it's still a, it's still a smaller piece of, uh, of, uh, of 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 exchange that people can use on their daily 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 lives. But uh, what how, what does he consider it? Competition. No, no, because it is. No, he I, considers it money and Bitcoin to basically be an asset that people should be investing in rather yeah, than using. That's mm. right. Which is toxic for the cryptocurrency world. Yeah, he's not a good, uh, not a good advocate for uh, for cryptocurrency. So, what if someone wanted to add money to their Cash App account with HSBC? They'd probably be fine with that. But you can use Cash App to buy Bitcoin. True, good point. Yeah, that does say here that their policy bans clients from buying stocks of companies that hold Bitcoin. I don't know what that would mean as far as funding a PayPal or funding a, a cash app. You know, we don't know how detailed they've gotten on the the ban here. Okay. But that's the update. That's the news. If you're in Great Britain, it's getting harder and harder uh, to send your pound or whatever it is that uh, you're using over there, the British pound, to Bitcoin exchanges. And that sucks. But it's only going to get harder because banks love telling people what they can and can't do with their money. And well, they're lo- going to start off. Well, they're going to start offering their own Bitcoin solutions for yeah. people. And and they and a lot of these guys are in bed with their government, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. who are all about regulating all cryptocurrencies because they. I can't even imagine how much revenue they are. Well, we just talked about Coinbase's regulatory response team. I mean, that, that's essentially what they do is make sure that their response is in line with regulations. Yeah, but I mean, why does government so concerned? Is because they're, they're missing out on a huge sum of revenue. I don't think the government is missing out because it's got Coinbase and Kraken and Binance and Gemini and all of these other exchanges who are going to do the government's bidding for them. Yeah, but if, I mean, my thing is if the government doesn't know how much money you actually have, they can't tax you. Well, Coinbase on, on will it. tell them. That's what I mean, and, that's, I mean the, that's, and the, that's the other reason not to use Coinbase. And now my question is, but that's how the much, game they're trying to set up, Conan. Is that if you want, if you're an American and you want cryptocurrency, you have to, to go through one of these exchanges. And, and my question is, how much reporting does Binance do? All of it. Okay, so so what is the option? What I mean, is, if the what IRS it, comes to one of these exchanges or and says, "Hey, we want information they're, they're, they're on these customers," they're, they're going to give it to them. Right. Correct. So, I mean, that, that's their long-term plan is to make funnel everyone who wants cryptocurrency into Coinbase or Kraken or Gemini or Binance or one of these others that will just turn over all their information. They want to centralize cryptocurrency as much as they can. And Coinbase, Kraken, and all of these others, they want that because they want to be the next banks of the world. And that's essentially what they would be, the gatekeepers of cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. saying whether or not you can withdraw your cryptocurrency to pay for this transaction or whether or not you can send to that address or whether or not you have a good enough reason to make this purchase. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. All the while paying lip service like the... Uh, the president or uh, CEO of Coinbase, uh, Brian, somebody, he said recently, it's all about decentralization. Yes, he did say that. Well, he, they they want all of the coins available, if I recall correctly, yeah. all, all the legal coins, he said, yeah. to be on Coinbase so that you have a decentralized <laughs> way of, of on us. He doesn't seem to know what decentralized means. Does but he really think that's possible? That anyone's it's gonna... obviously impossible. Yeah. 
if it's all available through Coinbase, then it's not decentralized. It's By just, definition, that is not decentralization. But, you know, he's throwing that buzzword around to right. to get people who like decentralization to think that, hey, maybe Coinbase isn't so bad. But if you pay any attention to what he actually said, he was like, no, this isn't going to be at all decentralized. We're just going to call it that. Yep. And that's how these people operate. That's what they're trying to set up because that gives them money and it gives them power. Just like Pfizer, you know, they're brandishing their, hey, look, we're the only fully approved COVID-19 vaccine. You- it's still emergency use authorization, if I if I understand correctly. The Pfizer is not. I believe that it is actually, but it's just been approved. No, it's been fully approved. Pfizer is fully approved for people, I believe, over the age of 16. Yeah. I don't it's recall still, the details, why? because it's, it's still the FDA the and I don't care what they have to say. It's still an emergency use for young people under 16, uh, 12 uh, to 15 or something like that. But in the case of Coinbase, you have this company that's pretty much doing exactly the same thing. Hey, look, we're fully regulated. We're complying with you, government. We want we want to help you. And they're going to use cryptocurrency. They're going to leverage it as a way of making themselves rich and powerful. And they've been very successful with that. Other companies not proving so successful these days. Only fans. No longer having porn. That's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where we invite you to join us. Bring up whatever you want to talk about, whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And there's an event coming up September the 4th at 3.33 p.m. You can join the Smiles and Hugs for Peace virtual event. But you don't need any internet or digital device to participate. The virtuality consists of the fact that Star Child will not be physically present but will manifest for you to the extent that your magical thinking allows you to conjure his presence. If Even if you don't know who or what he is, that's not an impediment to whatever magic you may experience. At approximately 3.33 p.m., you may hear the ringing of a bell or bells or other unusual sounds. Pause whatever you're doing, look around you, and start smiling. If you see someone else grinning, give that person a hug. If you see someone smiling and coming towards you, step up and give them a hug because both smiling and hugs are healthy and good for you, containing no carcinogens, trans fats, or high fructose corn syrup, and hopefully no artificial ingredients. A world based on love and cooperation, not coercion, is possible. September the 4th at 3.33 p.m. Now, speaking of love or something like it, the OnlyFans CEO is blaming banks for forcing an unfair porn ban saying we had no choice this is tim stokely on tuesday Mm -hmm. he said the subscription platform's recent ban on porn is due to quote unfair treatment from banks now this this wasn't the only option getting rid of the thing that made them popular and successful was not the only option clearly they could have gone crypto Pornhub did exactly that when they began having issues and as Mm -hmm. far as i'm aware Pornhub is still operating just fine Stokely, in an interview with Financial Times, said OnlyFans had no choice other than banning explicit sexual content because its banking partners would routinely point to reputation risk and would refuse the business. We had no choice but to ban porn. The short answer is the banks. The interview comes after OnlyFans last week said it would no longer allow sexually explicit content starting October the 1st. The London-based company said the decision was made to reply with to comply with the requests of its banking and lending partners. 
The decision was a stupid one. They used the word major, but let's be honest. This was a stupid decision considering OnlyFans, now with 130 million users and 2 million creators, built its company largely on creators posting adult content. So you're, saying, you're telling me these banks are more interested in their reputation than making money. I'm, I'm not how buying this How much money are they really... Well, how much, they, they don't really need OnlyFans in order to make money. I mean, yeah, but I mean, every, they can just write more zeros. Every on, little bit counts. Every little organization that they work with and, and monitor transactions and control the transactions are a little bit more for them, right? More money. I don't think that's really true these days. Not with the so, fractional so, reserve limit going down to zero percent. So, mean, you, so just, you're, you're thinking repu- the reputation of, this, of these banks might actually be that important. This is to them. not. New news as far as banks have been targeting pornographers for a long time. They don't generally allow um, like porn people to sign on to their credit card merchant accounts or whatever. So this is not an unbelievable thing that has happened here. And it's happened under Republican and Democrat administrations because you might think, oh, well, it's George Bush or Donald Trump or whatever. That's of course they're going to crack down. No, it's just across the board. For whatever reason, they don't want to deal with certain business types. One of them is pornography. Another one is marijuana-related uh, businesses. Cryptocurrency is uh, is another one. Yeah. Now, what are their reasons for it? That's open to speculation. You could speculate that they don't want the whatever negative publicity might come from the right-wing, uh, you know, religious right that might. I've heard it's the religious right that is largely responsible for this. But I've got another – I was thinking about this today uh, because another show was talking about it, and I thought, you know, what about just the customer service issues of, oh, what's that? You say uh, an OnlyFans uh, subscription showed up on my credit card? Uh, Yeah, I don't know how that got there. You're going to need to reverse that charge, right? Like, oh, Mm. you know, the wife caught the husband uh, looking at the credit card statement. She finds him on OnlyFans or or whatever. And then, you know, the bank has to I saw your face and my my response is the same. Just be honest. But the the vast majority of people are It's 2021. How many people are actually worried about this kind of stuff anymore well a lot of people are steadily lying to their spouses and to their girlfriends and they don't know how to be the average person is not honest with their partner no there's a ton of people who hide their their habits like this and if they get caught uh they're gonna deny it they're oh, wow, somebody must have gotten my card now i don't know how that got on there honey i, I you know then they call the bank and they deny it and then the bank's like well it looks like you mm, know it's I legit know. and now they got to deal with customer service and issues now, and now do they do they actually define pornography I mean, if the girl is there, they with her, are banning everything that is sexually explicit. They're allowing right. nudity, so they would. Al- yes, well, that, good. that's sexually explicit. Well, they're saying, as I understand it, that they are allowing people to still post nudes, but so some some decider at OnlyFans is going to have to decide whether or not the nude is or is not sexually explicit. Because if you're just nude, there's an argument that's not sexually explicit. I mean, we're all topless in the studio here tonight. And, we're nude, as far as the cameras know. And that's not sexually explicit because we're not doing anything sexual with our topless bodies. But okay. if you're doing something sexual in the nude photo, okay. maybe it is sexually explicit. All right, I don't know a whole lot about this site, but I do watch a lot of YouTubers who are crazy about this kind of stuff. This is like the, this is this is juicy stuff. This is spicy. You mean so, this news story? No, uh, OnlyFans and uh, you know. Why, these types of sites with these why with, is it spicy what, what do you mean i i they, they, they i, like I don't get it i don't get it some of them are you some, I know, but you're you're the one saying that using these terms to describe these let's people explain the site for those that don't know if, if, you, it's a if, 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 if someone with a, a tank top 
with her nipples and everything, everything's exposed, and she's yeah. doing jumping jacks, which is what these girls do. Oh, so you do know about the site. I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I have... Can I see your credit card statement, Conan? <laughs> no, you can, no, you may not. No, is that sexually explicit, doing jumping That's jacks? That's going to be up to OnlyFans to decide. Because they're already... This is how if these girls... If she's fully clothed, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, but this is how these girls already push the boundaries to yeah. try to get away with... Well, that's going to keep happening because they're going to come up with some arbitrary rule about what is and what is not sexual, and somebody's going to try to push the boundaries I mean, that's on that. literally what we're doing on tonight's show, really. Well, except it's not sexual what we're doing. We are pushing boundaries with the streaming providers in that they have questionable policies about toplessness Mm -hmm. that are inconsistent and confusing uh, at best. And thankfully, they've left us alone for the last, I don't know how many numbers of shows. And by the way, uh, I have never paid uh, for anything sexually explicit in my life. Why would you? You can find because it's, it's free. free. Yeah. I, and that's and that I think that is what really blows my mind that the most is that, that you have these these young ladies who are making a living, yeah, off of poor incel dudes who yeah no who, incels hate OnlyFans. Oh really? Yeah, it makes them furious because they because they're broke because of they can't OnlyFans. Make money like that, they're jealous. Yes, that's okay. exactly it. They're like, I wish I could just sell my body and make thousands of dollars a month or whatever. Now this is it's, by the way, this is just like scratch off tickets. It's just like alcoholics. It's just like any other kind of addiction. And that's how like that's how that's yeah. what this category that I put these poor dudes in who are just basically emptying their bank accounts to these girls ju- girls doing jumping jacks. What the hell is that all about? So I guess I'm just kind or, of really From what I understand, there's actual porn on this site, too. Yes. Uh, you know, I've not personally subscribed to that stuff, but I, I, from what I understand, there's quite a bit of hardcore pornography uh, on this particular site. And but then again, why? Why would, would you, for it? why would you ever pay money for this stuff? Because this isn't a pornography. I, I think because I, this, because I, think this I is, see the appeal of it. Because you is, have a connection no. to this person. It's no, you, it's, it's not your, even that. It's that this is an average, ordinary person, not a not a porn actress. This is just an average, ordinary person that you find attractive and that you personally will, could have a realistic shot of actually meeting and having sex with. <laughs> That's probably not the case. But but Pornhub so, has lots the, of amateurs. But in the mind of the user, they believe that to be yes. true. That's, that's where I was going with that. They have a special connection with this girl that only looks at them and talks to them and then does jumping jacks for them. Yeah, so uh, is the term simp? Is that the term that I've I've heard? A white knight and a simp. Yes, yeah, simp. Simp is somebody who like you know fawns over an individual online. They contribute to them on a regular basis, uh, in the hopes that the person will identify them, in the hopes that the person will give a shout out to them, maybe speak to them on a private message or something like that. And that's sort of how the the relationship begins. And then these girls that know how to work it, I'm sure they know how to do this because it's sure. not easy or it's not hard to do. I suspect. Uh, with desperate guys online that are lonely is to give them a little bit of what they want and then they can pay for the next tier which is where you know they might get essentially turning into sort of rent an online girlfriend basically at the maximum level of support i Mm -hmm. imagine they have different tiers of okay if you give me this much per month and you get these pictures but if you give me this much per month i'll let you into my you know inner circle of uh you know and this this isn't anything new too because i mean there's you've had prostitution and you've had uh pole dancers this is better than it's better than prostitution i know because because do anything because instead of having maybe 50 dudes at the at the club the dance club yeah now you now you have fifty thousand. but you also have thousands of competitors as well so the prices are to some extent driven down because of that because i mean nudes are proliferating right good point when we come back masks aren't effective and it seems neither are the covid19 shots more coming up it's free talk live 
This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too, stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner, and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer, and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class, jeremywest.net slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us. 603-283-6160. That's the call-in line. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Dan. And Conan. And as promised, I want to get into this article from MSNBC because I love everything about it. COVID booster shots are coming and the world isn't happy. The Biden administration. Oh. I know those poor uh, people. Yeah. The world may be happy or unhappy. I, I don't really know, but it seems that this particular author, whether she wants to admit it or not, or he, the name is Hayes, so it could go either way. And plus, it's MSNBC, so it could be Z or <laughs> whatever. So the Biden administration announced Wednesday that for Americans who have already received both shots of the Moderna or Pfizer COVID vaccines, a third booster shot will be available starting September the 20th. Will be available. Now, is he... It means they're authorizing them to begin on September the 20th. But right now, a booster shot is not authorized. But no one's come out and says that you have to get this thing in order to be... Because here's the big... will after September. Israel is already uh, allowing booster shots and to be fully vaccinated in Israel now. That's where I was going with that. Correct. What, What is fully vaccinated now that boosters are available? But, you know, what if you just now get the second shot? Mm-hmm. And what if you Johnson & Johnson, the, the the bad news bears on the on the bench? Yeah. Well, I guess it would be your second shot. Which, by the way, them. if anyone if anyone is going to get any of this nonsense, go with the Johnson & Johnson. If you have to do this because you want to get on a plane and you want to go on a cruise with your mom. Go with the old school Go style. with the old school. Don't go with this new crap. Just let the guinea pigs work it out and we'll we'll see what happens in, in five years. The announcement wasn't necessarily a surprise. The administration already gave the green light for immunocompromised people to get their extra doses several days ago. In essence, though, the U.S. government has taken a weighty moral decision, one with an international impact, and tossed it into the laps of its people. So rather than making a weighty moral decision of its own accord, the U.S. government said, no, the people are going to make this decision. And this That's author- not what they said. No, that's not at all what they said, but that's how this author portrays it, and this author thinks that's a negative thing to do. I, for one, think it would be better for the people to make their own decisions, but hey, whatever. I know what I'm going to do, but I'm still trying to work out how I feel about it. 
When the vaccines were first authorized for emergency use in December, a basic economic conflict was at work. The demand, especially in those early days, drastically outstripped the extremely limited supply. Stories abounded of people lying about pre-existing conditions and comorbidities, flying overseas to access other countries' supply, pulling strings, and all manner of other shenanigans just to get dosed. That's sad. I, I didn't read any articles about that at the time. There were I lots don't of think, there but... were lots of them. Uh, couples flying to Canada to get a shot. Yeah, all rich rich people got it mm-hmm. early Obviously. early on. Sure, and they got, and they probably got the good stuff too. What do you mean? The stuff that's the good clean stuff. Oh, the placebos. But by early May, the paradigm had flipped thanks to political misinformation, economic hurdles, and downright lack of interest. The U.S. vaccine supply exceeded and still exceeds demand. But as the Delta variant of the coronavirus has surged and as new evidence shows that the efficacy of vaccines is waning over time, the country's public health agencies... Because it's not a vaccine. Yeah. He- hello, Israel. Uh, over almost 80% vaccinated and they're having... They're going... Cases, cases are out of control as aren't we speak. They, aren't they having to toss out some of these vaccines because they've gotten to their shelf life, essentially? They're too old. They I think I heard something about that recently. Yeah. yeah. I do have a story about Israel coming up later because, yes, they... They do have one of the highest vaccination rates in the world, and it doesn't seem to be helping. Mm. The data... Iceland as well. Yes. The data the CDC released Wednesday, quote, stopped short of proving that a third dose would be any more effective in preventing severe outcomes than the current two-dose series. (laughs) But you should get one anyway. Yes. They say. So the data basically does not say that a third dose would be more effective. Instead, the plan from the CDC, the FDA, and the National Institute of Health is meant to be, quote, an offensive move against COVID-19 in advance of winter. So they're, they're hoping that it's going to be more effective because that's all they've got at we, this point. Right. They're admitting the evidence doesn't show it. But go ahead, cross your fingers, and dose up because we said so. Yep. And keep, keep buying, keywords there, buying our vaccine. Taxpayers, yes. taxpayers, by the way, buying Pfizer's vaccine and Moderna and whoever else. Well, now it's probably going to be only Pfizer because Moderna doesn't have the approval. Not, Pfizer not just yet. got theirs. I mean, they might get it next week. Who knows? But for now, I don't think they're going to be able to offer the Moderna vaccine. I think they still can because it's still authorized under emergency use. Okay. But I don't know. But that would make total sense in a vacuum. No, it no, it wouldn't make sense in a vacuum for the government to be recommending people get a third shot when it has no evidence that a third dose is any more effective in preventing severe outcomes than the current two-dose series. As the author of this article just admitted, that's straight from the CDC, and then suddenly, well, that would make total sense in a vacuum, but it doesn't. That is, if the pandemic were limited to the U.S. After all, with over 300 million people, the vast majority of whom are eligible to be vaccinated, That's a lot of potential hosts for the Delta variant to spread and perhaps further mutate. Better to play it safe than to play catch up again this winter, that thinking goes. There's already headlines about a new variant that's supposed to be worse than Delta. I haven't. You knew they were coming. You knew it was coming. Obviously, because that's how colds work. But the global demand for vaccines has stayed high, and that's where the morality of this policy is on shaky grounds. COVAX, the UN-backed vaccine distribution program, have shipped out 209 million doses of vaccine to 138 countries, which sounds impressive until you remember that even last month, before the booster shot announcement, it was predicted that most low-income countries wouldn't get enough doses until 2023. 
We're planning to hand out extra life jackets to people who already have life jackets while we're leaving (laughs) other people to drown without a single life jacket. The fact that they're comparing these to life jackets when life jackets work. I even have a life jacket for my dog. They work. You can physically watch a life jacket working. But also, most people don't need a life jacket because with an immune system, effectively, you can swim. Like, your body can take care of itself. You don't need all this scaredy cat stuff. And or in another analogy, you're always swimming in the the short end of the pool. Oh, yeah. Also true. You're good to go. Yeah, you could, That's your you immune system right there. You can just stand up. It's yeah. fine. I know. <laughs> right. Just like that meme with the guy drowning and he's sitting on the bottom of the floor with his head, with his face coming out of the water. I haven't seen that. It's ridiculous. There is a bit of the Titanic's first class, first steerage class, never energy to this plan. Here we are in a country, even before the vaccines were manufactured, hoarded the vast majority of them in production by buying up enough doses for everyone in the world's third most populous country. And even as tens of thousands of doses have begun to expire for lack of willing recipients, there are still people who refuse to believe that we've even struck an iceberg. So she's also not happy about the lack of willing recipients. Meanwhile, African health officials have said that fewer than 2% of the people on the world's second largest continent are fully vaccinated. We have people in sizable numbers who have zero protection, said Ruth But yet Faden. we're not hearing about massive deaths on the African continent. Exactly. I, by, I, by the way, I have an article from Quartz. Why has COVID-19 had less of an impact on Africa? And it goes down the list of reasons why they think Africa hasn't been affected. But I'm thinking... That sounds like it'll be fun to get into. Mm. Right. Well, let's, let's say that. Let's put that on the burner then. Yeah. So this brings us all back to the administration's decision to promote third doses in a country that doesn't have a federal vaccination mandate. Just as there's no overarching rule that demands that Americans get either of the first two shots, there's nothing saying people will have to get their booster doses either. And some experts, including MSNBC colonists... Well, there's not nothing. There are government mandates, not federal, but there are, you know, Los Angeles uh, County, the San Francisco, the... uh, Let's see, New York City. I mean, there's all kinds of cities that are starting sure. to mandate But vaccines. she wants a federal one. I know. That's what she wants. So I, she's acting like there's nothing out there that's incentivizing people to get this thing. There's sure. all kinds of, not just carrots, but sticks out there that the government is using. However, speaking of success, I saw in the Keene Sentinel today that uh, Keene State College cannot require vaccinations yep. for their students because of the recent legislation passed in New Hampshire. Public, public, really? public places. Yes. They get public money, so they're public. So they nice. wanted they wanted to require vaccinations. <laughs> and thanks to the liberty movement here in New Hampshire, they weren't allowed to. There's more coming up from MSNBC. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live with Aria, Ian, and Conan. And I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit surprised to see night number two of being back on the Free Talk Live YouTube channel, given that how readily they have been how ready they have been in the past to hand out content strikes over quote medical misinformation. Of course, they're not alone. Twitch is also doing it. D Live seems fairly not heavy handed. Have we been struck by Twitch over that? Not over that. Okay. No. But we were struck. But you've heard that they're doing that on Twitch? Twitch? Uh, no. 
Oh, okay. But they sense it for other reasons. I mean, that's okay. That's one of the reasons we expected to get hit on Twitch is because we're doing this so topless. I mean, now it wouldn't surprise me if they were doing right. medical, so-called medical misinformation on Twitch. It is Amazon, after all. But they're censoring everywhere for all manner of reasons. It, it, it's a really good time to get away from that. So if you're a content creator, you might want to check out Odyssey. We have a channel there. You can find it at video.freetalklive.com. There... We can't be censored. So even if Twitch takes us down, YouTube takes us down, Facebook takes us down, we're still over at video.freetalklive.com. There, you can find our the full history, I think, of video shows on library, and Odyssey is the front-facing. I don't know if it's full. I mean, we've been streaming for a long time, and I know, honestly, I don't know if there's any full history of videos, but it's True. a good one. It's a lengthy one. Yeah, but it's years worth, at, yeah, at yeah, the very least. Sure. So, how, how, when you guys connected to that, did the, they just sucked up your YouTube uh, account? or just, Yeah, you man. You had to Odyssey upload each one individually. so easy. No, uh, that would be insane. Insane. I, I know, right? I saw that. I was like, yeah. holy crap, how did all these... How did all these episodes get on a library yeah no the whole free keen channels up there too with like you know a thousand videos or whatever so that's the cool thing about odyssey is now when you sign up for your odyssey account because as a user you still need like with youtube you have to have an account to have subscriptions and sure to comment and things like that so when you sign up at uh odyse.com yeah weird spelling uh or just go to video.freetalklive.com when you sign up there, it's a checkbox, right? When you first sign up is, I have a YouTube account and I'd like to ingest my videos yep. into Odyssey. And then they take you through whatever. It's super easy. The steps you like, you know, authorize your Google account with them. And then boom, the ingestion starts and it can take, I think, upwards of a week. Like if you've got a big channel with a lot of lot of videos on it, it takes time, right? Because like, sure. they literally have to copy over all the MP4 files from the back end of YouTube and put them in, put in all the descriptions. So it's, but it's, it gets done. And then at that point, if you continue posting to YouTube, then they will ingest each file as it gets posted to YouTube. So you're and, and constantly vi- mirrored. Vice versa. Odyssey. Did no. you is that still set up? If so, isn't Odyssey receiving two copies of each of our I videos? I turned it off. Okay. Yeah. So I told. So I, you already thought about that. Since we're doing Odyssey directly now, we're streaming to Odyssey. We take the time to actually kind of customize the Odyssey file every night with a show description. We don't take the time to do that on YouTube, but we do it on Odyssey. So well, I why do it when YouTube's link. ultimately going to just shut us down? Yeah, it's not worth the time. Right. Well, let's go to the phones. We have Jeanette calling from San Diego. Jeanette, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, as soon as I unmute you. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Jeanette. What's on your mind tonight? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, well, before I forget, I just want to say thank you to Free Talk Live. This is one of the things that's helped keep me sane for the last year and a half. So thank you for helping me, helping me keeping from not going crazy. Wow, you're um, welcome. Thank you to, for listening. Yeah. I want to talk about how to be friends with people who are still afraid of COVID. Um, I have a group of high school friends that I've been friends with, with for almost 20 years. And because of COVID, we haven't really hung out. They've been afraid. Cases mm. are high. Whatever. Um, we were supposed to hang out in December 2020, but they're like, oh, cases are still high. We're not vaccinated yet. Let's keep doing virtual hangouts. I said, uh, okay, fine. Jesus, um, that was that was around the time that we threw a New Year's Eve party. Like <laughs> <No>, right. <laughs> are, are these are these friends local? Are these friends local? Do you have to drive to them? Uh, no, we all live here in San Diego. So you're having. Um, Oh, video yeah. video conferencing with your friends who just basically live across the street. Well, San Diego is uh, a fairly yeah. big city, but it is California. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Uh, so we finally hung out again in May 2021. They wore their masks. I didn't. 
uh, hung out again in July. They wore their masks. I didn't. And then we hung out again this last weekend. And then a couple of hours before we were supposed to hang out, my, one of my friends said, oh, uh, cases are still high, so just so you know, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm like, okay, whatever, cool. And then about an hour before we hung out, she messaged me and she said, oh, I just wanted to ask, are you vaccinated? And I said, no, I'm not. Uh, and then she asked, would you mind wearing your mask? And I said, yes, I would. Uh, I'm not sick. I'm not around. I haven't been around anyone that's been sick. I'm not wearing my mask. And I'm I sure that did not go over very well. It went over better than I thought. I'm sure she probably thought that I was going to say, oh, sure, yes, no problem. Mm. But no, I am done with wearing my mask as times when I absolutely have to, which is at work. Um, and yeah, so we all we all hung out. Like I said, they wore their masks. I didn't. We just, I just try to avoid the subject of COVID. Uh, it's sad that? to think that I, I, your I friends are asking you whether or not you're vaccinated. Well, it's social pressure. I mean, it's not surprising. These, you know, people know that if they use social pressure, that they're going to get some percentage of uh, their friends who Unless, were sticks in the mud to to move. But but in this but in this uh, circumstance, if you are a rock and you mm-hmm. stand up for what you believe, and hey, look, I'm not sick. I haven't been around anyone sick. This is dumb. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, she she didn't yell at you or anything. She didn't unfriend you. So obviously, uh, she is willing to to deal with you, which is good. Yeah. Correct. So you're so you're so are you asking, uh, are 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 you asking how to t- how to deal with your friends? or Are you telling us how to deal with friends? No, I'm asking how do I deal with it because because now and then the next day they said, oh, you know what? Since cases are still high, I think we should go back to doing virtual hangouts. <laughs> the cowardice. So I, I'm just like at an impasse because at this point I know I'm never going to get vaccinated. Um, sure. You, you, you know what? Show. You might be in the wrong state. What's keeping you there? Mm. <laughs> I know. That's what my husband said you guys were going to say when I called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I, know, and I, did, I signed the, I mean, you can hang uh, out with your friends address. virtually from New Hampshire. I know. You, I mean, you are already... Oh, that that is your, that is your only connection with your friends these days is virtual. So you might, you might as well move, and maybe you'll yeah. meet some people uh, who are not on that same fence. Well, she was saying something about you signed Free State. What were you saying there? Yeah, I did sign the Free State Project way back in the day in oh, wow. 2013, and then I got married and I had kids, and my my whole family is out here, and my husband's family's out here. We are thinking of moving, but I told them the farthest I'll go is Arizona. Hmm. That's still a five-hour drive from here. Well, you know they say New Hampshire is the number one place in the United States to raise a family. I know. I, I, if it, and if it wasn't for my, my, my parents and my husband's parents, I would be on the next plane to New Hampshire because I cannot take any more of this. Plus, I mean, I saw an article today in the Keene Sentinel that said that KSC, that's Keene State College here in Keene, they, they wanted to have a vaccination requirement for their students, but because of legislation that was passed Largely as a result of Liberty representatives that are here as part of the Free State Project, they're not able to do that. So yeah. Keene State College, they want a vaccine requirement, but New Hampshire already beat them to it and said, no, government can, can't do that. Can and, you know government vaccine mandates in New Hampshire? Which includes colleges and schools. <laughs> a hell of a success, and I was happy to read it. Thank and you, Jeanette, just, for the call. And we're just getting started. Get out of that hellhole, girl. Yep.
More coming up here from this hysterical person at MSNBC. It's Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us, 603-283-6160, if you want to weigh in, talk about whatever's important to you. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And I want to say thank you to Troy, who is tonight's amplifier. That means that Troy is a member of the AMP program. You can find all about it at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, because it's money that is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you value having a libertarian radio show that allows you to call in and express your opinions on national radio you might consider joining. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Five bucks gets you in. It comes with a number of cool little perks like an app-only Facebook group. But really, the, the reason you should join is because you value the show and you want us reaching a larger audience. So thank you so much, Troy, for the contributions, and we hope you continue amplifying. Speaking of taking calls from people, we do have callers on the line. We've got Chris calling from Florida. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you so much for taking my call, um, Arya and uh, Conan, the Barbarian. The liber- and, uh, libertarian. There as well. <laughs> so, oh, that's, yeah, of course, my apologies. And Ian, Ian Freeman, I love that name. I always come back to it. It sort of means I am free man, if Thanks, you really man, break it down, it. which is cool. Um, but I'm more excited about something. I think, Ian, you know what I'm about to say, because this is, I am a lover of the topless Tuesdays. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I thought it was never coming back. You guys told me it was never coming back. I had given up on it. And then I tune in, and what do I see? It's topless Tuesdays, baby. Yeah, I'm glad somebody <laughs> yes. liked it. I don't think we ever said it was never coming back. I don't remember saying that. Yeah, it is our second most watched night. I promise, you, watch I night promise you, of the Ian, week. you said that. I promise you, you said that, Ian. It's a big part of my life topless tuesdays i would even check all the weather patterns in new hampshire because you told me it was a weather issue you said oh it's too cold now so i checked the weather <laughs> patterns and it got hot and you didn't bring the topless tuesdays back and i thought why is he lying to me maybe maybe it's not I coming back it. this year because there's about six months out of the year where it's just not it, ain't gonna it, happen, does, it doesn't yeah. work yeah maybe that's what i meant but that's what he tried to tell me before conan but all i don't right. i don't know well, for a while last year it was just me and conan on tuesdays and conan whether or not he was topless i, I wasn't going to be then for whatever mm. reason, I've, yeah. I've, if but I could do, I, if I, I could go topless, I'm can going topless. All right, so what's going can on, I man? Topless Tuesdays are back. I love topless. I'm going to have to interrupt you, man. Uh, thank you so much for the support. That that wasn't what you called in about tonight, though. Is it gone? There was some sort of yelling at the last bit of that. I don't know what. Yeah, what it was. Well, I'm assuming he's gone, but hey, yeah, I'm 
Glad he's Chris. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who, where was he calling from? Florida. Watch.freetalklive.com will take you right to the live stream. So there's video.freetalklive.com that takes you to our channel on Odyssey, so you can watch past episodes. And if we are live, there's usually a link there. But if you just want to go straight to the live feed, watch.freetalklive.com will take you right to it. Where does so, that go to? The Odyssey live live stream. Oh, okay, I got you. Video goes to the the channel. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah. yeah. if he's from Florida, that's where Ian and I grew up. Aria, you Mississippi. Um, sure. Eight months out of the year, I was just shorts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this guy's infatuation with nipples. <laughs> yeah, he likes what he likes. Whatever. Unless that's why he moved boat. to Florida, just to, he, so he can see it eight months out of the year. Hmm. Well, we also have CW calling from California, listening on K-Talks, also affiliated with K-Talks, if I remember correctly. CW, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Are you with us? Muted? No, he's not muted. CW. We'll come back to that. We'll give... Our old favorite James a shot here if he's actually going to have a topic to talk about. James, you're on Free Talk Live. And he's Conan, not... the oh. toilet paper boy delivery man. Can and and, and dog food and cat food. Don't forget. When I was watching the local news in Boise, Idaho yesterday, and it broadcast a story from Bend, Oregon, ICU unit, and a good doctor with a mask on was literally begging, imploring everybody in the viewing audience to wear their mask because at her job, the ICU is overloaded, maxed out with COVID patients, of which a number of them died the night before and were on their deathbed at that very moment. So should I take your non-doctor's advice and listen to a, a man that grew up obviously in the lower west side of the bell curve otherwise known as south florida like you central florida yeah the same thing it's even more redneck (laughs) explains your lack of education (laughs) and perspective take a shot at me let me respond anytime hey you know what i'm from mississippi it's more redneck than both of those places with a doctor being hysterical or are you just a stupid retard conspiracy theorist Brain dead loser. Do you think I get all of my information from just Google searches? You, you, Answer the question. L- let, let, me, let me tell you a little hysterical. about my. Let, let me tell you a little bit about What's my background. The doctor being hysterical. My father Answer is a retired question. cardiologist. Answer my mother is a retired RN. Was the doctor in the ICU? Both are against this nonsense. Both have told me plenty of. Both have told me plenty of stories about the people who work in these uh, industries. Yes, you're going to have people who are all on board. Yes, you're going to have people who are telling people not to smoke and then are going out to their smoke break. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're going to have a lot of bureaucrats who are all about, all you got to do is follow that money. They're, they're the ones, when you had this, uh, this South Florida uh, lock, uh, uh, walk, walk away, where you had doctors out uh, protesting, mm. just what you're talking about, uh, J- uh, James. This, uh, the, the, 70 uh, the, doctors or something 75 like doctors walked out, of course, misleading, very misleading. This came out yesterday. It was just a protest. They all went back to work, mm-hmm. but there are. But yes, you're going to have you're going to have people in these industries who are uh, going to claim that uh, the the unvaccinated are, are are causing all of the issues. They're causing all the problems. Here's the truth of the matter: they want to go back to normal too, and they believe because they've been told by uh, snake oil salesmen like Fauci 
that the only way to go back to normal is to take the vaccines and to wear these masks. No, the death rate hasn't skyrocketed. No, there's not dead people out in the ditch when I, drew, when I came here to work tonight. Yes, but to be fair, um, you didn't answer the question about which was, which was what about whether the doctor who was crying in the ICU you have, is you're, hysterical. You're, you're going to have uh, weak people out there who are going to listen to the mainstream and they're going to believe everything that they've been told and they're going to and oh and and the thing about but the his ICU, ICU was full. Yeah, probably ten beds out of a out of a hundred beds. That's how they that's how they set the ICU beds okay. up. It's not the whole damn hospital. You tell me that the whole hospital is full and, and people are being sent away and they're having to, they're having to actually leave and go to another hospital. How many how many of those situations are taking place, James? No, nah, they probably have three damn ICU beds in the whole hospital and probably all three of them are filled because you know what the hospital doesn't want empty beds because they. They lose money that way, you idiot. James, do you have a response? Oh, I hit the hold button again. <laughs> James, do you have a response? Yes, I stand by everything I just said about Conan. Yeah, we had you muted the entire time. So. He's, he's, I know that. Okay. I'm answering your question, of which he had to be implored to answer a simple yes or no answer. And of course, his stock and trade answer, being the skull F that he is, is a conspiracy theory. Oh, she wants the money. They're in it for the money. There are only three bedrooms in a Bend, Oregon ICU, which is not a potent town like Keene. You're a complete <laughs> loser. You are an absolute... Well, thank you at least for having an actual dialogue with us yeah, for the best for call from yeah. James in a long time, I gotta say. It's very like, calm. Yeah. I, think he's been, I think he's been planning that one. He probably didn't drink tonight. He wanted Oh, no, to he drank tonight. Not, not enough. Look, just because they can find some doctor to go cry on television doesn't mean boo to yeah, two, me. Two weeks ago, it was some, girl, was some lady in Alabama who, was, who had the same exact message. I never considered that reality that, you know, when you say the ICU beds are full, I'm like, oh, man, that, that does sound bad. But, yes, I've been to hospitals before, and they don't have a whole lot of ICU beds because most of their patients that are going to come in and out don't need don't intensive need care. Correct. And I just, yeah. I just drove by our hospital here in Keene. We only have one of them. The parking sure. lot is empty. There's no one in there. Yeah. It's, yeah. How many ICU beds are there at Cheshire County? Not sure. Probably 10 out of the whole building. It'd be worth looking into, but I don't. I certainly don't know the answer. When we get back, as promised, this MSNBC author wants you to know that she's conflicted about getting the booster shot. But that's not going to stop her, and neither is the lack of science backing the need for a booster shot. More about that coming up, 603-283-6160. If you want to join us at 603-283-6160, it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live with Aria, Ian, and Conan. Talking about this article from NBC. But if you want to call in and weigh in on it, 603-283-6160 is the number to do that. That's 603-283-6160 because this, this poor author is so conflicted with emotions. And the possibility of a booster shot makes her even more conflicted. And she has no idea how the booster campaign will alter current mandates and regimens from cities, states, and businesses that require people to be vaccinated for employment for access to services. And that's another really good question. You know, businesses that require you to be vaccinated, are they going to require you to have a booster shot? If so, how long do they? Yes, I suspect they will. 
I suspect they will as well. And they'll give you some time window. Yeah. You know, as long as you, they're going to be okay with you if you've gotten two shots, right? Like you're, you get to keep your job if you've got the second shot and they're going to tell you, okay, within the next four months or whatever, you got to get a third one yep. or three to three months or whatever arbitrary time frame. And then in another four months, a fourth one. Oh yeah. They're going to keep pushing this stuff. Well, there are. there are four entries on your vax card that they hand you out oh, oh it's right? gonna go way beyond four man it's got it's gonna be a booklet it's gonna be like a passport you get, <laughs> a, you get a stamp from every country you've been to pfizer um there's an article coming out from from israel that i want to talk about but in there they mentioned that pfizer has a mechanism in place where from the rise of a new variant that can resist the vaccine within 35 days they will have a new version of the vaccine for that variant so they're already planning for it. They know the mm-hmm. variants are coming. They've already created all of the industrial mechanism they will need to pump out a new vaccine in 35 days. Money, money, Pumping money. that money. Why, yeah. did, why, why did the CIA leave Af- Afghanistan? They don't why need did, the poppies anymore. Why did Big Pharma leave? Exactly. Well, now they've mm. got their uh, fentanyl, with mm-hmm. they, which they make in the it's laboratory. Yeah. And they've got this. They don't need to, they don't need to grow poppies anymore. No. How do you like Good that? point. But I knew though. But I do know this is the author speaking that any changes made without a full federal mandate or its equivalent maintains the current paradigm in which vaccination is deemed a personal choice rather than a public health necessity. Oh yeah, this is a push. Uh, this person and others pushing for man- mandates, a federal mandate, um, and there's. There's not going to be, a, I think, a lessening amount of voices pushing for this. You're going to hear more and more of this fear-mongering and we want mandates is what they're going to say. Once the FDA eventually grants full approval to the vaccine, so this ar- article did not come out yesterday or today, the absence of clear guidance is going to seem more and more like a punt by the federal government during the worst public public health crisis that anyone alive can remember. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I, Absolutely I, I, ten, I would suggest that the HIV epidemic was a significantly <laughs> worse public health crisis than COVID-19. But hey, what do I know? Well, it's they, unsustainable. She, did she say lifetime? Maybe she's that only anyone she alive did, yeah. can remember. So that, yeah, that's she, it, anyone maybe, alive. Yeah, but what is her age? Does it matter? She says it's anyone. If she's 20 years old, she it, does it all She said o- anyone alive. All right, all right. That all includes right. the 80-year-olds. According to a Yahoo News YouGov poll conducted in mid-July, about 60% of fully vaccinated Americans say, yes, hit me with a third shot. 60%? Yeah, so, I mean, Bull crap. Bill Maher just came out the other night. He's got both of the, the, the shots, and he says no way he's taking a third shot. Really? That's, he's one of the 40% who said, no, I won't I, take I, a third I, shot. I, and I've heard this, and, and I've now I'm turning it on its head because I believe that these people will will collapse. Mm-hmm. They will they will bend the knee to this, to this third shot. But right now, it ain't no 60% saying they'll get the third. Hmm. It's more like 60% saying, I am not going to get the third. I've already followed your rules, been wearing your mask for 15, 16 months. No. Nah. No, brah, it's over. Well, if you don't get the shot, you don't get to go out to eat. You don't get to to go to the theater. Yeah, I think we're going to see more resistance to the mask mandates. I'm happy to hear that 40% of fully vaccinated Americans said they won't get a third shot. Hmm. But, you know, my experience with people is, I mean, they they at least don't want to wear the masks again. And whether or not they actually will. They're going to do what they're they're told. If they can can only go back to normal, which they're being promised once again. This time, we'll go back to normal. Yep. Just obey one more time. So this author says 60% of fully vaccinated Americans say, yes, I'll take a third shot. I'm one of them. 
I will gladly get a third dose if that's what keeps me and the people around me safe from Delta. Wait, hold on. See, back to that stupid number. They haven't even gotten 60% of the whole population of the U.S. to to get the to get fully vaccinated. I think the U.S. is closer to Round 70%. No, no, no. It's, it's like 50% one shot. That fully vaccinated? It's I'm sorry. Yes. Fully vaccinated is only like 50%. Okay. So where is, he, where is she pulling this 60% number? 60% of fully vaccinated Americans. All right, all right, all right. It's a poll all right, thank of you, the Thank you for vaccinated. clarification. That does make sense. I, I apologize. I'm one of them. I will gladly get a third dose if that's what keeps me and the people around me safe from Delta and prevents another variant from developing. God. Even as she talks about how immoral it is for the federal government to even implement boosters, considering the poor Africans have a 2% vaccination rate, She's still going to line up and get the third shot. But in doing so, I know that's one more shot diverted from the roughly 10 billion pledged needed to get 70% of the world vaccinated. The goal the World Health Organization has set to finally say the pandemic is over. So the World Health Organization has set a deadline for the pandemic. When 70% of the world is vaccinated against COVID-19, and as we're learning, that now takes at minimum three shots, they will finally say the vac- the pandemic is over. What, whatever, so basically what, who, never. Lady, whoever you are who wrote this article, as long as you continue to think that the way that you are and continue to bend your knee to this, oh, it, dude, it gets so these much vaccines, worse. these special vaccines for every single variant that comes out will never go away, ever. Yep. Ever. Wait until you hear this last statement from her. It's a pretty selfish feeling, and given the questions about whether a third shot is even scientifically necessary, I hope I'm not being pushed toward the unethical choice. Even though she admits that there there are questions about whether a third shot is even scientifically necessary, and the government that she loves and adores said, hey, yeah, there's no evidence that this is going to help. She's still gladly going to get a third dose. It's all about just how fe- how afraid she is yeah, sure. and doing anything and everything she can to make that fear go away. The girl who called from California talking about how to deal with her friends, you know, if they, you, you could, t- I could tell some people like James, for example, who called in, sure. there's no way you are ever going to convince him. He is so beyond fixing. Well, he doesn't even listen. But he- this girl, the fact that she even said that, she's like, you know what? Uh, even though there's real no science that proves that this works... You know, I'm gonna I take it anyways. It. She is halfway there. If you could just get her over the rest of the bridge and convince her to actually look at the data, look at the actual stats to follow the money, maybe you can convince her to wake up, pull I'm, her head out of the sand because she's halfway there already. In her own article, she said that the CDC isn't able to prove that a third dose would be any more effective in preventing severe outcomes than the current two-dose series. And, she, and yet she's still going to take it. because yes, the next to the last paragraph of this article go, is, I will gladly get a third dose. That doesn't sound like halfway there to me. That sounds like somebody who's completely bought hook, line, and sinker this whole propaganda. No, she's a fence sitter. She's in the middle. No, she doesn't know she's what... Not a no, fence she's sitter. doing mental gymnastics so that she can't see the obvious contradictions here. She's uh, she's advocating total obedience and a mandatory vaccination Which is horrible. from the federal government. She's just saying, gosh, I sure do feel bad about those Africans. Yeah, yeah but that's the, all this is. The people I'm saying that you're never going to reach are the ones who believe that this booster will work. Well, they believe that the other two work. No, she, she doesn't. She just said she, she doesn't but she believe also it. Does. She doesn't believe it. She does. She says, I'm one of them. I will gladly get a third dose if that's what keeps me and the people around me safe from Delta 
and prevents another variant from developing. Meanwhile, she, the sentence right before that, she says it, it is no proof. Yes, but it doesn't matter. It's about belief. She believes. This, she this she is, doesn't believe in this. She believes in her government. She believes that, in the CDC. It is, it's a faith-based thing. This is a religious belief system. These people need Jesus. Matter. It doesn't matter. You've lost Jesus. You've, moved, you've, you've switched. You've, you've transferred it over for Fauci, Lord and Savior, or priest, priest, high priest Fauci. It's yeah. the same thing as talking to a dyed-in-the-wool Christian. You can point out all the contradictions in the Bible that you want to. You're not going to convert them away from it, for the most part. And this woman is the same thing. You can point out all of the contradictions. Look, the vaccines aren't working. Well, it's okay. I'll get another one, and maybe it'll work harder. You know, they just <laughs> Well, you could put people who vote in that category. Sure. You vote harder. So, you, didn't, you didn't get the guy you wanted? You get him next time, maybe. But we do know what she believes in regard to the vaccines and COVID-19 because she tells us. She tells us that a third dose, she believes it is what will keep her and the people around her safe from Delta and that it will prevent another variant from developing. And if someone in so-called authority tells her that she's going to need a fourth dose and a fifth dose and a sixth dose in order to keep people safe, she will roll up her sleeve and yes, she'll she blog about it. And she will gladly, she'll feel bad about it and, she'll and change poor Africans. And she'll change her Facebook picture to her getting her shot. Yeah. Yep. You damn virtue signaler. Oh, man, I hate that so much. Ugh. And I hate the ones that say, I have a healthy distrust of authority and I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Those exist now. What? You haven't seen them? No. Oh, they're horrible. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World breakers, stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're welcome to join us. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Now, I'm on the platform Gab. I have been for several years. I mean, I don't actively use it these days, obviously, because out of all of the social media platforms that I was interested in, Gab did not even make the cut. I think I've made two total posts to Gab. But because I have an account there, I receive somewhat regular emails from the owner Mm. As does everyone on the platform. It's not like he's emailing me. He's sending out mass newsletters. And I usually just ignore them because I don't care. But by chance, I accidentally clicked this one when I was out smoking. And it's got something in here that I want to actually talk about. What is Gab for listeners? that Gab is a social media platform very similar to Twitter that is less heavy-handed with its censorship. it allows the people on the right to speak freely, including Nazis. They did ban Christopher Cantwell, I believe. They did, yeah. But uh, they, they still have plenty of Nazis and alt-right people and right-wing conservatives on there. But that wasn't their goal when they created Gab. The, the dude's a super hardcore Christian, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he, he mentions Jesus repeatedly throughout this email. Hmm. But I want to talk about it because it's related to something we discussed last night about the FDA. And he's got specific cited examples here. Of why FDA approval... All the the mistakes they've made over the years. Why you should never trust these people. Yes. 
He says, FDA approval means nothing to me. I don't mm-hmm. look to our failing secular and wicked institutions for validation. I have God for that. Well, I have reason for that rather than God. And God isn't the one who tells me that your list here isn't good. Remember when the FDA approved quaaludes, which are now considered a Schedule One drug like heroin? The Bill FDA- Cosby remembers. <laughs> <laughs> His victims don't. (laughs) The FDA also approved... Yeah, I'm going to hell for that one. The (laughs) FDA also approved DES, a synthetic form of estrogen, and it was marketed to the expecting mother who preferred to have a healthy baby. It claimed to prevent spontaneous abortion, miscarriage, and premature labor. Studies soon showed that mothers who took DES during the first five months of pregnancy were more likely to suffer from complications with their reproductive systems The FDA finally banned it in 1971. The FDA also approved Vioxx, an anti-inflammatory medication intended to treat arthritis. It was the subject of one of the largest medical recalls in history. After it was approved in 1999, it was prescribed to over 20 million people and one of the most widely prescribed drugs of 2003. The following year, it was recalled. One of the FDA's own scientists, Dr. David Graham, estimated that Vioxx had been associated with more than 27,000 heart attacks or deaths linked to cardiac problems. There are more examples that you can research yourself. The bottom line is that this is predictably being used as an excuse for the government and employers to force experimental vaccinations on people. Meanwhile, Israel, one of the most fully vaccinated countries in the world, is struggling with a surge of the Delta variant of covid the best part of all of these attacks is that Gab is so big now that this email you are reading will get more viewed than all of these hit pieces combined. Because that's the, mm. that's the real subject of this email is some news media wrote an article about Gab and they tried to slam him or something. Mm. I'm getting – where's the part about government overreach? I already lost it because he railed about government overreach. And you know, he's, and he just listed drugs that the FDA has approved. What about all the foods mm. that are yeah. – that you that are – you look at the back of your your cookies or whatever that you just pulled off the shelf at the grocery store, and look at some of the nonsense that are especially especially some of these man made sweeteners. And the FDA, sure. the FDA is all on board. Well, the, aspartame the, was a poison for a, it was considered a poison by the FDA for a very very long time until the new head of the FDA, I think back in the eighties, who was previously the CEO of the company that owned the patent to aspartame <laughs> tell, decided that's how this that it works. was no longer that's how a poison. this works people that's why i'm always saying follow the money look at these ceos yeah. and look mm-hmm. at these heads of these departments they're always swip swapping yeah. they're, they're always changing seats because they're all in bed together they're, so, just, they're the same people so he's talking about hit pieces and he's going to continue sharing them and he encourages you to do so as well especially now that employers seem likely to force vaccine mandates after the rushed fda quote approval Note that 100 million people who are already skeptical of every branch of government aren't likely to be compelled by the approval of another three-letter government agency which has so often in the past approved dangerous drugs that were later recalled. So, a compelling piece from him. And Mm -hmm. I may actually pay attention to the emails they send going forward. But we talked about Israel repeatedly tonight because they are one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, as well Mm -hmm. as Iceland. And they're they, still they are, struggling. They are, they are actually like the the lab, the test, the test site, the lab rats. That uh, if you really want to see how this is going to uh, work long term and how it's going to affect an empire, an entire community, an entire population, Israel is really the place to look, and and Iceland because they've had so many of their population that have gone through with this. So what are the results? We have this. We have these lab rats. 
who have, are all concentrated. They're all on board. Most of the population is vaccinated. Tell me, it's I worked, right? I was going right? to point out that you just called the Jews in Israel lab rats, and then you also called them concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> did I now? You did. The massive surge of COVID-19 infections in Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries on Earth, is pointing to a complicated path ahead for America. In June, there were several days with zero new COVID infections in Israel. The country, there's, that's also true of Sweden, I think, isn't it? The Swed- Sweden. The guy, I mean, the guys who didn't lock down, who, and yeah. who were, who were lambasted blasted at first. Everyone was saying that these don't do what. Yeah. This cut, it, it, I think it was pretty much sure it was Sweden. Yeah, Don't in, do what they've done. They've had all these deaths. And then now... In July, they had like zero nothing. new cases for several days or weeks in a row. I don't remember the details. Probably because they all reached herd immunity. Yep. The country launched its national vaccination campaign in December last year and has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world, with 80% of citizens above the age of 12 fully inoculated. COVID, most Israelis oh, thought. Well, may I interrupt you here? Because yeah. on uh, the Google vaccination data that they have here, Israel shows up as 60.2% fully vaccinated, but it doesn't specify the age range. Uh, so I don't know. If I would imagine that includes children under 12 as well does. then. Maybe. So COVID, they thought, had been defeated. All restrictions were lifted. All restrictions were lifted, and Israelis went back to crowded partying and praying in mask-free venues. Fast forward two months later, Israel reported 9,831 new diagnosed cases on Tuesday, a hair's breadth away from the worst daily figure ever recorded in the country, 10,000, which was at the peak of the third wave. So this is the fourth wave. Is that why they're calling it the Delta variant? Hmm. Who knows? Doomsday. I'm waiting, man. It's coming. More than 350 people have died of the disease in the first three weeks of August. Oh, speaking of, by the way, they're talking about the the one that, here's the meme I saw last week, a couple days ago, the Omega variant. Ooh. That's the one that's going to kill us all. Well, no, that's the Doomsday variant that will kill us all. Well, I the mean, Omega variant will turn us into zombies. Even though I said last week that they should go with the doomsday because it sounds cool, they never will because it's too scary. But mm. Omega is cool because you got like the Omega Man, and you know that's that's the end. It's it's all over after the Omega. It's it's done. It'll work. But no, that's the one uh, who uh, Fauci's boss was talking about the Omega variant. Really? He's all he's all on board. He knows what's going on. In a Sunday press conference, the directors of seven public hospitals announced that they could no longer admit any coronavirus patients. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. With 670 COVID-19 patients requiring critical care, their wards are overflowing and staff are at a breaking point. I don't want to frighten you, coronavirus czar Dr. Salman Zarka told the Israeli parliament this week, but this is the data. Unfortunately, the numbers don't lie. I wonder if they're also having a staffing shortage at their hospitals, kind of like we are here in the States. Well, if they would stop firing healthcare workers for not being vaccinated, That's they I, might not have that shortage. That's where I was going with that. Are they having the same problem? Because obviously, either whether it's 60% or whether it's 80%, there's still a portion of the population who decided not to get this thing. Yep. And are, they, are any of them teachers and or doctors and nurses... And are are they having staff shortages? Like, and by the way, James, if you're still listening, your lady who was crying about having to deal with this, uh, was she really crying because she had to come in seven days a week because the nurses won't come in anymore? Well, that will send you to a breaking point yes, for sure. It will. So the complex and sobering truth about what happened is that no single policy or event brought Israel to this crisis. But what did? 
We're going to get into that and more here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. If you want to join us, at 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160 is the number for that. That's 603-283-6160. And we're discussing Israel and what happened. And I hope you love disappointing answers because the answer given by Haggai Levine, a Hebrew University of Jerusalem professor of epidemiology, said, We are still in the midst of a pandemic and there is no silver bullet. All the vectors have influenced the rise in morbidity. So basically, we don't know. It's a virus and it's a pandemic, so it this is happening. Be which, afraid. Which is not a very satisfying answer. But of course, they don't have satisfying answers because they don't they don't really know what's going on. I mean, I love pointing to the CDC's website on mass guidance about just how confused they are and how they don't have any answers or solutions at this point. Yeah, if you're determined to 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 find the answer to all this from Fauci and or any other agency who's who makes money off of this pandemic, yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna have an answer. The only way out of this is to start thinking for yourself. Yep, absolutely. But and let's the, go to no, the, no, the only way out of this is not to just start thinking for yourself, but you have to act. You yeah, have well, to yeah, refuse. It, yeah, the first thing you need to do though think for yourself yeah. and come to the right conclusions and then act and get that boot off of your neck because that's, that's what it is make yep. a stand if they're telling you that they're going to fire you unless you do this or that just tell them okay do what you got to do yep. and uh, and then see what they do yeah, because- at least at least 40 percent of us already right now today aren't going to get this vaccine so our, presumably uh, employ employers they out keep there, saying that there were people who were waiting on full FDA approval. But I can't imagine there were it. very many of those. I'm not man. buying it. No, I don't think employers so. out there. Are you ready to lose 40 percent of your workforce? Because that's, what, that's where it's already go- really low. They on can't handle that, man. That's what we were talking about the other night is like they want to tell you you have to get the vaccine or they're going to fire you. Tell them, OK, fire me. Let's see you run this place with one fewer employee than what you have right now, because right. These It'll places are It'll already running skeleton staffs. So you have the power, believe it or not. You don't have to live in fear like this every single day of your lives when you know, when you know something's you know something's wrong with this. But we're also assuming that the unvaccinated are out in the workforce and aren't you know sitting at home collecting the massive unemployment checks that they, and not having to pay rent and all of that nonsense. That's a possibility. But let's go to the phones. We have Joey calling from Michigan. Joey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, how's how's going? Um, I just wanted to say that uh, you know I listen to you guys at least three, four times a week um, when I can, um, and you guys inspire the heck out of me um, with the fact that you guys stand up for what you believe in. Uh, I have a lot of anxiety and depression in my life, and um, to see other people that stand up and don't back down when they take phone calls from somebody such as James or whoever. That that means a lot to me, and it inspires me, and I just wanted to thank you guys. And that's all I got for now. So you guys have a great evening. Thanks. Thank I appreciate you. it. Cool. You as well, Joey. It's always good to hear positive stuff from people. So back to Israel then, because the principal causes of Israel's current predicament 
are the dominus of the extremely infectious Delta variant, which was carried into the country by Israelis returning from foreign vacations during the weeks in which Israel dropped all restrictive measures. Oh, oh, they found a way to blame immigration and the dropping of restrictive measures. Yeah, they should have just stayed on total lockdown all the time. And not See? allowed anyone back into the country. Because look at how Australia is doing. Total lockdown and, oh wait, no, they still have cases. Yes, along with the wor- worrisome decrease in vaccine efficacy after about six months. It's appalling to me that they found a way to... to they, they have no data, no links here to back up these claims that the current predicament is being caused by Israelis returning from fake vacations during the weeks in which Israel dropped its restrictive measures. They have no evidence for that. They're just making the claim and planting that seed in people's heads that, oh, no, we need to stay locked down and we don't need to allow people into the country. They need a scapegoat to prove that the people did not go through all of that a whole year uh, and all the jabs uh, for nothing. They have to find someone to blame this on, and this is the perfect uh, uh, way way through it. Of course, if they're all vaccinated, why... Did anyone get sick? Israel vaccinated its population almost exclusively with the Pfizer vaccine, which received full FDA approval on Monday and remains the gold standard for the prevention of severe <laughs> illness due to the coronavirus. By the way, you know they're going to call the, the new... My immune system is a better standard yeah. to use. You know what they're going to call the new Pfizer shot? I I knew it because I read it yesterday, but I don't remember what it's it was a, It's called. a combination of COVID-19 and community immunity and mRNA. So it's comernity. Comernity. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's you know what's even what? crazier? It sounds like a heavily accented southern person saying community. <laughs> it's going to be a, a lot of they people get this out of our community. <laughs> exactly. For the first couple of weeks there's going to be a lot of uh talking heads are going to have a hard time actually saying it. I can see so many slip-ups. What is how, how would you use that? Exactly. Like what are the in what did you use get, that in a sentence? Did you get your community shot? They're actually going to say that on the news? Really? They're going to have to. Hey, we're here. The, the, you I got to tell you, man, I feel you, like you we're think, about you, three months away from finding out that Comernity is the name of an ancient Roman demon I or looked. Something. I tried to find it, and I, really? I don't, it does, it's the not there. Hell? But, you, but here's, the, here's the kicker. What's Moderna going to call theirs if they get FDA approval? Oh, man. <laughs> Spike Vax. S- Spike f- what? Spike Vax. What? Yeah, they, they they don't have good marketing teams because they don't need good marketing teams. They have the U.S. government backing them. Yeah, people are going. Yeah, the U.S. government's going to buy your stupid ass vaccine, <laughs> whatever it's called. So, Comernity is how they're going to market this thing. This is yes, going to be the official his, name. name. Of, this is what, like, if you go to the, uh, you know, wherever the hell you get these things. So, I want the Comernity vaccine. That's be what. That's people, what it's called. Oh my god! As of as of today, or maybe yesterday even. <laughs> They they were thinking about this their sales team, but like wow. but, but like Arya says, it doesn't really matter. It's not you're, you're not going to have yeah. options on the shelf, and oh. you're and you're shopping for this at the CVS, and it's like I think I want the Spike Vax. It sounds a little more <laughs> it's a little more sci-fi, you know. It's a little more a little uh, more hardcore, got cyberpunk a rock element, yeah. yeah. Versus Comernity sounds like it's from the south. <laughs> wow, even CNN is calling it silly. Yeah, the name. Well, good call then on their, on their part. That, that's a surprisingly good call on their part. In early July, with citizens over the age of sixty almost completely vaccinated, Israeli scientists began observing a worrisome rise in infections, if not in severe illness and death, among the doubly vaccinated. 
Fully vaccinated people with weakened immune systems appeared particularly vulnerable to the aggressive Delta variant. Let's repeat that. Basically, the same freaking people who are vulnerable to COVID-19 are still vulnerable to COVID-19 and I would argue, despite being vaccinated. Being who I am, being the conspiracy guy here, I would say that their immune systems have been brought down even lower than what they were a year ago. And so they're it's more... Possible. more they've been indoors a bunch or whatever. Right? Well, not just that, but the actual the way that these the way that the mRNA works, it's actually uh, uh, weakening your immune system. And so I think that they're even more vulnerable than they would have been a year ago if they had not taken this thing at all. I'm really tired of seeing people posting online, I got the shot and then I have COVID and I didn't have to be hospitalized, so I'm so grateful for the vaccine. Or, or even, But or they have absolutely no reason to believe that they would have been hospitalized right. by oh, it in the first place. Or have you seen this one? I got the shot and then I got really sick, but then my doctor says, that's how you know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, you know yeah. it's working if you get super, super sick after the jab. From what I've seen, people who get the jab are sicker than, significantly sicker than I was when I actually had COVID-19. Jeez. More coming up about Israel, 603-283-6160. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us. 603-283-6160. That's the call in line for you to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And we've been laughing at Pfizer and the the silly name they've chosen for their vaccine. It's Comirnaty, which just feels clunky to say, but it's not as bad as some of the... Do you still have the, uh, the alternatives pulled up or did you close out of that? I can pull it back up. Just give me a moment. Because some of the alternatives are even worse. Covuity, Arnax Covey, Covey Myrna, and with a K, by the way, Covey Myrna, and RN Extract. See, I, I kind of like RN Extract. If, they're, if they had to pick... If, these of are, those choices, I agree yes, with you. That's the best. That, that, yeah. And the reason these are so strange and they're not really coming off the tongue so well is because they, they are insistent on including mRNA in there somewhere. Yeah. Which, by mm. the way, which, by the way, Moderna, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's, M- it's mRNA with just an O and a D in there. It isn't. So I this never is, this is that. this is new technology that they really want to capitalize. It. They're pushing it so hard because they can make vaccine. If this works which I have a problem with, and I don't think that it will, they can make vaccines for everything. They can make vaccines for nicotine addiction or alcohol addiction. They could, they could just do whatever. They could reshape the human body to react uh, yep. otherwise, which, but, which, which is getting really scary. You know how I feel about synthetic anything. Sure. Um, if it's not man-made, if you can't make it out in the woods, I don't want any part of it. I mean, it's... This is this is getting this is some Frankenstein stuff that we're getting into where you're changing the body. This is some I mean, I 
had some problems with you know uploading, updating, you know, you know, uh, 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 grafting, you know, new technologies onto my body and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the singularity and whatnot. This is something. This is something completely different, where you're actually manipulating the cells in your body uh, to behave differently, uh, and you don't know how it's going to affect you for the rest of your life and or your protege. You don't. You just. It's who knows yeah. how this is, or if it even if you could even have kids after this. Or the spike proteins are going to attack every fetus that comes into your into your body. It's certainly a lot of questions, but we have Justin waiting on the lines. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us, Justin? Hello. Seems not. Who was the one who dropped off earlier tonight? Was that uh, that was CW? He actually sent a message uh, on D Live saying that he had to drop off. So. Gotcha. So anyway, back to Israel. By mid-July, Sheba Hospital Professor Galia Rahav began to experiment with booster shots for oncology patients, transplant patients, and the hospital's own staff. A group of 70 elderly... Now, this is just a doctor running experiments on her patients. And it, it, no, mean, no one's saying, hey... That's probably unethical. Mean, mean, but they are. If you're if you are administrating ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine to your to your patients, oh, you better believe they're going to come after you. Might even you might even get fired. You definitely get. On the uh, subject of ivermectin, I used to do a show with uh, Tom Gray that was called "Calls of Freedom." And Tom, if you don't stop spewing nonsense, I'm going to come down to Tennessee and I'm going to have to smack you. How's this? What the hell happened? Uh, he he just re- routinely is railing against uh, you know the mask um the anti-mask people and the anti-vax people and all that on social media he's fully bought into the government narrative and he just keeps referring to ivermectin as a horse dewormer it's it it, it, yes it it is is. but it does have human it is approved by the fda that he so loves and cherishes as being a human drug for other things as being antiviral if i recall correctly it's a a dewormer for one it is a horse dewormer, yes, it's but also, it is also a human medication for something completely different. Yep. So stop that narrative. It is a horse dewormer, yes, but doctors prescribe that to human beings. So That's not uncommon where people are researching one thing and then they find out that the thing they were you know, creating actually has all these other effects. That's how uses. Viagra was discovered. It was supposed yep. to be for blood pressure medication. And uh, let's see, Benadryl, another one, is supposed to be for allergies, but oh, it knocks people out. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's make it, throw it in Tylenol, call it Tylenol PM. Mm. So this doctor is experimenting on her patients or his patients and doesn't seem to have any ethical issue with that. A group of 70 elderly well, vaccinated... As long as they've consented, fine. Sure, I, I guess that's true. A group of 70 elderly vaccinated Israelis with transplanted kidneys were the first to receive a third dose. The success of the trials in boosting immunity at about the six-month mark contributed to the CDC's decision announced last week to begin offering booster shots to Americans in September. But it doesn't boost immunity. No, and we talked about that in the last hour. It's just a religious belief. They believe that it does, but the CDC themselves has no data showing that it helps. And they were just saying at two weeks ago that there's no data to suggest that a booster shot will help. Yet they're doing it anyway because it is just a religious belief. They just Mm -hmm. believe in the state narrative. In order to keep severe illness and the number of COVID deaths down and avoiding a fourth national lockdown, Israel has embarked on an aggressive effort to provide all adults with boosters in a matter of weeks. As of this week... All Israelis over 30 will be eligible to receive booster shots. 
By the end of the month, they are expected to be universally available to anyone over the age of 12 who received their second shot five months or more ago. Israel will then reconfigure its green passports, granting them only to the triple vaccinated. <laughs> green passport. How do you like that? I told you. I, I told you this is gonna this is gonna work into some kind of climate change uh, reaction as well. Uh, carbon carbon tax credits and have you how much carbon have you used this year? Sure. And it's and it's gonna, and it's going to be linked to your bank account. So it's going to be. So if you have any issues where you didn't take your garbage out to the recycle uh, bin the correct way, they're going to deduct points and it's going to come right out of your bank. So the world we're looking at now, at minimum, is every six months, you're going to need to get a new COVID-19 booster shot. If you want to keep doing things, yeah. you want to go to the rest, you know, restaurant, you want to go out to uh, the, the new concert or whatever, then you've... You yeah. wanna, if you want to have a job in a, in a lot of That's instances... what they want. Well, they can't afford to fire people, man. The, the, they think the gov- they can. The government can. They're do- uh, the military is already coming out. Uh, you, know, you, you, know, you know how Biden feels about all this. He wants all uh, federal employees to... To get it. Yeah, now the military is being required to get it. It'll be interesting to see how much military is left after this. Mm. In anticipation of this change, the number of unvaccinated Israeli, Israelis getting their first shots has tripled since the beginning of August. So even if you get your full two shots now in Israel, you won't be considered fully vaccinated until six months have passed and you've gotten your third shot and now a fourth shot how the hell are you ever going to catch up i don't think they can is it that that's exactly it they're never (laughs) going to be considered fully vaccinated oh my god because they have to wait six months to get the third shot and by then there will be if you don't think there's going to be a fourth shot six months from now then i don't know how you've managed to sit through two and a half hours of libertarian talk The World Health Organization has asked wealthy countries to halt all third vaccines for a period of two months, hoping that a moratorium will allow poorer countries where few citizens have received even a first inoculation to catch up. Like Africa, dun, dun, dun. What is it, 2%? Yes. Yeah, Afghanistan's got 0.6% fully vaccinated at this point. Yeah, Big Pharma, those guys don't want your nonsense. They don't want your poison. They're not interested. And you know what? And they don't trust you, and they're right not to trust you. And they're walking down the street, no masks on. All Live, good. Living free. They yeah. might they might have some other issues going on, but they yep. ain't worried about this. The United States rejected the call, and Israel has ignored it. Asked what has brought Israel to peak transmission, even as the country has already provided third doses of vaccines to one and a half million citizens. So let's let's reflect on that. Israel is back at peak transmission, even as it has already given third doses to one and a half million people. Rahav, who has become one of the best-known faces of Israel's public health messaging, sighed and said, I think we're dealing with a very nasty virus. This is the main problem, and we're learning it the hard way. Dose up and dose harder. It is a combination of waning immunity so that inoculated people get reinfected, and at the same time, the very transmissible Delta variant. But it is not an Israeli problem. It's everywhere. Her conclusion should give pause to American authorities who face school reopenings at best, as at best, only 50% of eligible adults have been fully vaccinated, unlike New Zealand, which aims for zero community transmission of the coronavirus and imposes lockdown when even a single positive case is identified. Yep. Israeli authorities have opted for a model they are calling, calling quote, living with corona. Hmm. Because it's not going away. And I, I hope people are starting to realize and that. neither is the tyranny. Absolutely so you stand up. 603-283-6160.
is Free Talk Live with Aria, Ian, and Conan tonight. And it's nice to hear a public health official saying something that doesn't sound contradictory of the thing they said six seconds ago. Such as Zarka here, who is the coronavirus czar in Israel, who said to a local radio station, we've achieved a plan that is not hermetic. Clearly, there will be cases of illness at schools, but shutting oneself up at home and closing the school system isn't exactly the solution. He has asked the government to impose stricter limitations on the size of cultural and sports events until the incidence of coronavirus infections declines. Each country has to assess its own epidemiology, Levine said, its culture, its public health, the public's confidence in its health authorities. Referring to New Zealand, he added that, quote, we can all learn from other countries, but you can't copy and paste other countries' methods. Now, New Zealand is absolutely insane. Bonkers. Bonkers insane. But, dude, Australia themselves are just as bad these days. They went under a 23-hour lockdown in New South Wales uh, yesterday, actually. New Zealand has extended their lockdown update uh, earlier today. Not surprised to hear that. They're going to continue extending them. Now, I was thinking about this the other day because one of, someone, I can't remember where, was commenting, because I was talking about Crocodile Dundee, you know, right. Paul, Paul Hogan. Where where are you at? And, of course, it makes perfect sense. He doesn't live in Australia anymore. He's he's in San Francisco or somewhere, or L.A. Um, well, I wouldn't go to Australia. From what I've heard of the Australian government, I would never want to go to Australia. But, I mean... It, I was always of the opinion that that was the type of people Australians are. They are, this is, you know, that's not a knife. There's a knife right here. I, uh, oh, and crocodile. Well, I'm sure uh, they not, are in parts of Australia. Who was the, who was the crocodile whisperer? Steve uh, Irwin. Steve Irwin. He's same thing. You, rough and tough out there, getting dirty, getting dirt under his nails, and, and playing around with, you know, things that can bite his head off. Interesting. This is probably why many people in Asian countries think of Americans as all cowboys. Mm-hmm. The same because, sort of stereotype. Because of why? Because of the because John of the, Wayne. Yeah. Well, exactly. But the Australians are right there, and if they're beat like this, yeah. But the only Australian you know anything about is Crocodile Dundee and Steve <laughs> well, Irwin. And that's, and that's, so you go. That must be what all Australians. No, are no, no, no. And that's and that's where I was going with this. Thanks to the comments. What about Mad Max? What about it? Dude, he wasn't taking flag from anybody. He's out there. He's out there. These are just movies. Yeah, <laughs> but this is fiction, right? Was he, was he even Australian? Uh, uh, last time Australian, I checked, yeah. you know, art imitates life. Life imitates art. I mean, it all. it's all connected. I don't know, Conan. I mean, these are just entertaining movies. Okay, but what was the whole... All right, so the, just a movie. Steve Irwin, was, however, I'll give you, was a real person. Let's There's stay, plenty of, uh, you know, American heroes in movies, and the country's full of pussies. Let's, I mean, let's you know? stick with Mad Max. What was the whole premise? You had, like, one dude who just wanted to be left alone, and he was just fighting this, the tyr- tyrannical, uh, uh, crazy... Yeah, people think that Mad Max represents what anarchy will ultimately be, and I'm like, no, that is the that is the ultimate argument for anarchy. Those violent gangs, those criminal warlords, those are just states. Exactly. This is what people who don't understand true anarchy think that it will evolve into Mad Max-type situation. And so if that is the mentality of the people living over there in that country who who would make a movie like that... Maybe that's why they are, they're in the boat that they're in right I'm now. I'm sure Mad Max was so, made in California, not Australia. Nah, no, it, it was Australia. It may have been filmed in Australia. Yeah, all Australian actors. Yeah. I can't remember oh, really? who directed a silly thing. 
But no, that maybe that's in their subconscious. It's in the back of their mind. Is that if we don't lock down, if we don't, you know, well, if we if we don't kick tyranny in the butt, which by the way, they're just handing it right over to some tyrannical figures. But if we don't, if but some guy, if we don't kick this in the butt, someone with a mohawk's going to come riding in on a motorcycle and throw a Maltel through our building. Conan, just because <laughs> somebody made a badass, you know, action movie in the 1970s or whenever the hell it was that uh, Mad just Max saying. came out in Australia doesn't mean anything about the Australian people. I'm and just, even though they were at one time a prison colony, so they probably were some badass dudes that you know were sent down there, some bad actual bad bad guys bad actors yeah that were sent down there to start australia as part of a prison colony things have come a long way in a bad way as far as you know since then all i'm trying generations have happened hey all i'm trying to do is figure out why these badasses have have they're not think about it no no, when i grew up when i grew up i have an explanation conan they sent the the badass criminals to Australia, and what what did they do? They formed one of the most badass tyrannical governments, governments. in the they world. Took over. And they also gave they, up their guns not too long ago. And they they totally kowtowed the, the people. You know, they turned them into obedient serfs, just like the Americans did. Americans used to be revolutionary. They used to be all about freedom and you know individual liberty. And look at what look at people now. It's, it's pathetic. It it truly is. But the last week has shown a signal. Oh, I skipped a part. Israel was forced to make quick decisions. And in a time of great uncertainty, Levine was among the public health officials who expressed doubts about the wisdom of untested moves toward na- nationwide booster vaccination. But he said that the latest statistics showing that only 0.2 of the first 1.1 million recipients of the third jab so on- were infected with coronavirus. So only... Only 200,000 people who received the third jab got infected with coronavirus versus, which means 9 million people didn't. They really could have found an easier way to convey those numbers. The last week has shown a significant reduction in morbidity among triple vaccinated Israelis over the age of 70, the first group to receive the booster. See, it's working. Well. So they said a a million so far have gotten the third shot? Uh, one point one million. Yes. Out of how 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 big of a population? It's not, it's not no, that big. I have no idea. The article doesn't say, but I mean, it also stands to reason that you know if this thing is as infectious as people say, then the ones who were going to die from it probably caught it sooner and probably already died from it, and the ones who mm. are healthier and less likely to die from it are probably just now catching it or showing symptoms of it because they're healthier. Like the eight point eight million. <laughs> So one. So you said That's their what? total population? Yeah. It's not a big country. Well, 1.1 million people have gotten the third jab in Israel. So for whatever that's worth. Like the other experts, Rahav supports schools reopening, but noted that thanks to upcoming Jewish holidays, which will close schools in about 80% of the country, Israel will once again be u- uniquely positioned to serve as a huge laboratory. Yep. Which that's is, that's, just what I, that's is. exactly what I said. It. They're, they're the lab rats. It, yeah, it's scary. Um, they, they don't seem to mind, though. They seem to be well aware of it. it, it right, it goes right back to the Australian thing. You know, you have a certain people. Believe it or not, people that you know, if you live in isolated type areas, if you have never you, been you, to Australia and you don't know anything about the rest of the world or anything outside of your bubble, you may be under the conclusion that Crocodile Dundee is what every Australian is like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I also had Steve Irwin. You did. That's just, true. Just, just recently, and he was badass. He was. And it looks like his looks like his kid's going to be a badass too. Wait, wait for that to happen. 
But, you know, I follow, dread to think of the rest footsteps. of the world watching Tiger King and thinking that Americans I, I, are like Joe Exotic. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, but not a badass. <laughs> Your average American cannot wrestle an uh, alligator and neither can the average Australian. But the average, Amer- I, <laughs> the average American the has dwellers. a lot more in common with Joe Exotic than the average Australian has in, in common with uh, Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee. Dundee. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. You're saying that we have, I, you you have more in common with Joe, Joe Exotic. The I, average I'm American not, not has more in, in common with Joe Exotic. I don't know about that. He's a, he's a character, and I don't think there's a whole lot of characters out there. I'm not, I'm not impressed. I don't go to the store. I don't just meet someone that was like, hey, you know what, dude? I'm impressed. In fact, I, I very rarely meet people I'm impressed with. I don't with. think I would have been impressed if I had met Joe Exotic. I don't think impressed would have been how I left that particular interaction. I've never seen it, but there's a headline here out of Australia about a new app that they've come out with, a smartphone app that will use facial recognition and geolocation to help the government gang monitor people during home quarantine. Uh, it's called Home Quarantine SA. It's in South uh, Australia. As part of a trial that will assist the government in monitoring compliance with the state's mandatory isolation requirements, the app will allow trial participants to confirm their location with regular check-ins through a live face check-in feature that uses facial recognition and location verification. They'll be sent- See, that's so much worse than what I thought initially. I, w- I was just going to say, okay, so leave your phone at home when you go out. No, but you'll be required work. to take it with you, and you'll be sent random location checks, which you'll be required to respond to within a 15-minute time frame to prove you're at the registered quarantine address by showing your face alongside the geolocation data. So that's the latest development in technology to help keep you safe. Good God. <sighs> that's, it's, not, it's just, that's horrifying. And by, and by the way, I've always been able to Speaking of test grounds. That we're going to go, we're, we're definitely going more towards a Brave New World outcome because, you know, pain hurts and people aren't going to want to deviate that. They're going to want to go for the pill. They're going to want to go for the savior and the feel-good savior. But Australia, you look like you're going 1984. This is that's crazy right it's there. 1985 that's, there by that's now. A, that's that's a big bad. brother crap going on right there. It is. Stand up, resist, don't obey. Peaceful resistance, non-cooperation. That's the only way out of this mess is to just stop compi- complying and move to New Hampshire if you care about freedom. Absolutely. Back tomorrow, it's Free Talk Live. Breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com.